Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. I know that a lot of you were listening last time and you've been looking forward to coming back uh, today as I've, I'm having the incredible privilege of interviewing my friend Lisa Turkhurst about her new book, Uninvited. Uh, last time we talked about the pitfalls, a lot of the pitfalls of social media and how uh, social media is impacting us and making us believe the lies that the devil tells us that we are not loved, that we are not invited, and we tend to compare ourselves to other people. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that podcast, I really want to encourage you to do that. Also, if you're interested in purchasing Lisa's new book, Uninvited, and I hope that you will because it'll bless your socks off, um, head on over to the show notes, and I have linked back to Uninvited book there. Um, There is a five-day challenge there that you guys are going to be really excited about. There's a video from Lisa, tons of information about the book. All of those links uh, to Lisa and even to Lisa's social media which is making me laugh now since we talked all negative about it there for a minute. Uh, All of those links are back at the show notes. So if you're not listening on my blog right now, you can head on over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Just click on today's podcast and scroll down to the bottom and you will see a link to purchase Lisa's book along with all the other information about Uninvited. Also want to remind you that we are uh, taking registrations for my women's conference Fearless, which is being held in Indianapolis October 14th and 15th and again in Tampa November 4th and 5th. We are in the process right now of adding four more dates to the calendar. Many of you have asked me if we have secured the location for uh, North Carolina and for Dallas and we have, but we don't have that information up yet. We're still working on a few details. So I know a few of you have been looking for those. Those will happen in 2017 in the spring. So stay tuned for that. So I am thrilled again to have uh, Lisa Turkhurst on the podcast with me. Lisa has been, uh, even though she doesn't know me, has been an encouragement to me like many of you through her writing. I loved uh, The Best Yes I Read, Made to Crave. And I think Lisa really gets women and really understands uh, the struggles that we face as women. And she does a beautiful job of articulating the heart of the father toward women. And in this book, uh, uninvited. She is really taking you on a journey of uh, looking, really taking a good hard look at what motivates us. What, why do we see ourselves as rejected? Why do we struggle so much with feelings of rejection? But more than that, Lisa really points her readers back to the Word of God. Which honestly, you guys, I love Lisa and I love her books. If you didn't have any of Lisa's books or any of my books, and you only had access to the Word of God, I'm here to tell you right now that is all you would need because we have access to the Holy Spirit because of Jesus. And he wants to encourage you. He is the encourager. So I love the way Lisa points uh, points her readers back to the Lord. So Lisa, welcome back to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Heidi. It's always so fun to be with you. It's really fun to have you here. I am curious. So last time we talked about uh, social media and sort of the the upside, the little upsides to it and the downsides to it. But in Uninvited, you open up about your relationship or a lack of a relationship with your dad. And I want to know, you and I have sort of a similar background, I think, like this. And I've spoken, uh, my listeners will know sort of my history with my, with my dad and sort of my family of origin. But I'm really curious, why was it important for you to share that part of your story with your readers? Well, I think because sometimes the rejections of our past feed the conversations and the dialogue we have inside of our head about our present-day hurts, our present-day relationship struggles, and and our present-day feelings about ourselves. You know, when my dad packed up his things and stopped coming home, I remember 
standing at the door of um, my house and watching my dad drive away. I remember it as if it were yesterday. And I think as he drove away, the last bit of what held together my security and, and I guess to some extent, even my identity mm. just splintered into a thousand pieces. I can remember it being this little girl pressing my face against the front window, watching his car fade into a blur, and then he was gone. Mm. And in that moment, that deep sense of, of fear, that deep sense of shame, and, and that deep sense of rejection settled into my heart. And I came to one earth-shattering conclusion. I don't matter. Mm. I'm worth nothing to my dad. And even more devastating, I started to feel like I'm worth nothing possibly even to God. And the sum total of those feelings became my new identity. And when you walk around with this false sense of, of worth inside of your heart, it haunts you in your present day relationships. It's no longer just your past. It's a, it's a line that was spoken over you that turned into a lie that you believed about yourself That's right. that eventually becomes a liability in all your future relationships. Mm, that's absolutely right. And when you talk to women about this, I'm I'm curious to know how you uh, address it because I know that for me, it has been. And you know, people will say you're a Christian woman; you should live this victorious life. Every once in a while, Lisa, I don't know if you feel this way, but every once in a while, even though I feel like I've dealt with that and I got over it, and I see myself reflected in my heavenly Father's eyes rather than my earthly Father's eyes, every once in a while. That that little dragon comes back, and that tail hits, and when it hits, it hits hard. What do you tell the woman who is sitting here listening today, and it's been years, and she thought she dealt with it, but she's still struggling? Where do you send that hurting woman? Where where can she find uh, the truth that she's looking for? Well, I think we always have to remember that we have to separate something that a person has said or done to us. We have to separate that from what God truly believes about Mm -hmm. us. And it can be hard because, like I said, I started to believe that my dad's voice of of, um, rejection, that that it was the script of my childhood. Yes. And, and, And yes, maybe that was part of the script of my childhood, but that's not the truth of who I am. That's right. Separate. Just because my earthly father didn't want me doesn't mean that my heavenly father doesn't want me. God, just the thought of me made God's heart explode into a thousand purposes and plans and passions for me. And I had to get to the place where I realized two very crucial things. The voices of condemnation, shame, and rejection can come at me, but they don't have to reside in me. Mm. And I, I had to separate out what my dad said so many times out of hurt and what he did because of his own struggles, yep. it really had very little to do with me. When I was a child, I thought it had everything to do with me. But as an adult who now can understand adult brokenness and adult hurt, I can speak to that child down deep in my heart and just say, your dad's hurt had so much to do with him very little, if anything, to do with you, Lisa. Do not let the voice of condemnation, shame, and rejection from your dad, don't let it reside in you. It can come at you, but don't let it reside in you. And it's my choice. The second thing I had to really remind myself is the enemy is vicious, but the enemy is not victorious. Mm. In other words, the enemy has a scheme, a plan, a, a purpose today to divide me from God's truth, to separate me 
from God's voice of absolute assurance and absolute love. And he'll do whatever it takes. He's vicious in that way. He'll take the script of my childhood and he'll speak that in present day uh, form so that I start to believe that those are statements about my life rather than scripts of my past. And what I have to constantly remind myself, and sometimes I even have to speak it out loud, I have to preach this message just out loud. And I will say, I know exactly what's happening right here. I know that the enemy, I know you, devil, that you you are vicious, and you're using that past hurt and, and compounding my present pain with it. You are making me confused about present day relationships. You are making me assign thoughts to my husband. He has never thought about me because of the old script of pain that my dad came at me with. But but Satan, while you are vicious, you are not victorious. And so I'm going to counteract every single lie that I hear from you. I'm going to counteract it with a praise of my God. Because right now I feel confused about who I am, but I am not confused at all about who God is. God is victorious. God is love. God is amazing. God is the purposer and the planner of all things good, all things pure, all things right, all things lovely. And I'm going to park my mind there because I'm not giving you, enemy, any more real estate in the property of my mind. I belong to Jesus Christ fully and fully. So while you may, may be vicious, Satan, you will not be victorious in my thought life today. And literally, Heidi, I know it sounds like a bit like a tent revival, but sometimes I seriously just have to stand up and speak out the lies, get them out of my atmosphere so that I can receive the purity and praise and absolute truth of who God is and who I am because of who He is. Well, and honestly, I mean, it sounds, you, yeah, you're right. It does sound a little bit like a tent revival, but I don't know about you. I think the United States needs a tent revival. <laughs> I mean, I think it's time. <laughs> it's time for a revival. It's time for us to focus on what who God says we are and come back to the truth of God's word. You know, the culture has said that truth is subjective, right? And we hear that. I think those lies have permeated the culture. But the Bible teaches us over and over and over again that God is the one who defines truth. He defines the truth about right and wrong. He defines the truth about who he is is, and he defines who we are. And the Bible says that we are infinitely loved. I love I love this that you said um, uh, early on in your book. It says, we live in a broken world where rejection, even from fellow Christians, could be just around the corner. But there is good news as we wait in expectation for God's ultimate redemption. And that is Jesus. Jesus brought with him a love that remains is constant and stays the same. No person's rejection can ever exempt me from God's love for me, period. No question mark. The most beautiful love story ever written is the one you were made to live with God. And that is a message that women need to hear today because of what we're hearing around us, because the lies of the enemy are so prevalent in the culture. And so I appreciate so much that you touched on that sort of past hurt. I want to skip really uh, kind of fast forward to today. There's another, uh, in chapter six, you talk about friendship breakups and every single one of us can relate to that like we've all been blindsided by a friend we've all been we've all been a party to uh, I was talking about this last week on the podcast I you know if you give me half an hour I could probably go back and you know list a hundred thousand things that I did and said 
that either unintentionally or intentionally wounded another person. And eventually, you know, we're in our humanness. Sometimes things don't work out and sometimes we struggle with uh, friendships. And you talk a lot about relationships uh, in uninvited, you know, family, dating, marriage. But I want to focus really quickly on the the friendships, the re- the kinds of hurt that comes from rejection that occurs in, in a friendship that you had near and dear to your heart, that you thought this is going to be the friend that I'm going to have, you know, we're going to be sitting in a nursing home together, right? And something happens and that sting of rejection comes in. What can you say to the woman? Because I know um, given the audience of this podcast, I can guarantee you there are women that are sitting here right now who just, like you you talked about in your book, just got deleted off of somebody's contact list on their cell phone. What do you say to that woman? Well, first of all, I want to say I understand. I mean, it's so hard and it is so hurtful and it can it can really, really knock the wind right out of your sails and, and make you feel so shaky and suspicious about every relationship in yeah. your life when a friend and a friendship breaks apart. Um, and, and I have to say that uh, I've used this verse for many years, Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of the dark blood, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So yeah. I, I want to clearly say, I believe this verse. I I quote this verse. I I understand this verse. Like, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. I believe that. However, when I am in a friendship that is struggling, or like the friendship I talked about that completely fell apart, Mm -hmm. I want to say that here's what my feelings were screaming at me. The truth was saying your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but my feelings were saying, well, I very much feel like my struggle is against her. Yes. And I have been hurt by the struggle. And it's hard to see that my struggle isn't with her or caused by her. Those are my feelings. But the only way I'll ever get to a better place is if I rise above my feelings and make my mind focus on truth. Truth says I have an enemy, but it's not her. She may have caused me a lot of hurt, but she's not my enemy. And I may have caused her a lot of hurt, but I'm not the enemy either. We have an enemy and it's not each other. Mm. So what God really challenged me to do is be in a place where I could fight for her, not fight against her, but fight for her and make my brain say, out loud, my struggle is not against this person. Mm. This person has many good qualities about their life, and if I'm going to fight for her, I'm going to force myself to remind myself of all the good that came out of our friendship. This person is generous. This person is kind. This person loves my kids. And I, I, as I started listing all of those good things, I started taking back some of that ground that the enemy had in my mind. Now, this wasn't a restoration of our friendship. Sometimes friendships are for a season and sometimes they're for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so doing this didn't, it, it didn't bring the friendship back together. But what it did do is it cleared my heart out of the enemy's scheme to make me get into a bitter place. Yes. Because here's what I know. Bitterness and resentment have no place and a heart surrendered to God. And I want to speak to somebody right now who has has a friendship breakup in their recent history. And I know this is painful and I know it's hard. And I know your brain wants to feast on all those things she did wrong, all those ways that she hurt you. 
but your your mind, whatever you allow your mind to feast on and, and whatever you allow your mind to focus on, it will consume you. And mm. it will consume you to the point where bitterness can take root in your heart and it won't just affect you in that past relationship. It'll affect, affect you in all present relationships. And sister, let me speak this into your heart. Bitterness and resentment and anger have no place in a heart as beautiful as yours. It just doesn't. And for the sake of all your other relationships, You've got to fight for her. Let your mind be consumed with just parking on whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, whatever's good, and let God take care of the rest. Now, here's what you don't know, because the book, I finished writing it, and um, and where the, where the story ends in the book is I delete her contact, and I grieve, and I just kind of move on, and that's that. But I'm telling you this part of the story because I think it's so crucial for you to know. After the book came out, and it just came out a few weeks ago, this friend that I talked about in the Friendship Breakup chapter, the one that I fought for her, the one that I refused to have resentment in my heart, this friend that I was deeply wounded by, um, out of the blue, she contacted me. And it wasn't because she read the book. It wasn't because she read the chapter. It wasn't even because I ever told her I fought for her. It's because... God did something that only God could do. She reached out to me and she wrote me this little text saying, can I bring you some brownies? Well, of course, I'm not going to turn away from brownies. Hey, girl, no. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she brought me some brownies. We sat on the couch. We didn't talk about any of the hurt at the past. We just caught up on, hey, where are you today? And I'm not saying that this friendship will be restored, but I am saying God has done what only God can do. He's stirring something beautiful. And sometimes we just have to get out of the way. But in the meantime, while God's doing his thing, working in ways we can't even imagine, our job is to be obedient to God and keep our heart clear of bitterness, anger, and resentment. Mm, I love that. And I think, I thank you. I think that's going to speak to so many women today. For those of you who have not uh, checked out Lisa's new book, Uninvited, it is going to be a huge blessing to you. I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today. And also, I was just noticing in the back of the book, uh, there's a section that says free gifts for you, which always, you know, I'm a mother of seven. So anybody wants to give me a free gift, I'm all over it. Uh, it says, uh, it says, infuse God's hope and power into your heart with Lisa's free audio recording of prayers to press through rejection. They're based on Psalm 91. It says these deeply personal healing prayers will help you declare God's victory and promises over your life. So you can find those and I'll link back to this. You can find them at Proverbs31.org forward slash uninvited and I'm uninvited gift. And I want to just encourage uh, those of you who are struggling in a, in a relationship today, take that relationship before the Lord and really ask the Father to give you his eyes for the situation, his heart. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 29 11, that it's good, that it's a good plan. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and encouraging listeners today. I know they're going to walk away uh, with some really wonderful spiritual truth to take with them. Well, thank you, Heidi. And it's always such an honor to be with you. And thank you for the ministry that you do every single day. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, if you've got questions about Uninvited, please check out the show notes today. I hope you'll go and download it. And if you haven't checked out my scripture writing challenge, I really want to encourage you to do this because what uh, taking the time to copy the scripture does is it's going to force your brain to engage and to comprehend and process what the Lord has written just for you in his word. He has written this for us. And the only way for us to know what's on his heart is to get into the word of God. 
So during the month of September, our topic is overcoming deception. If you haven't started it already, it's all right. You can pick it up uh, right now today. There is a different scripture for every day of the week. And our theme this month is overcoming deception because lies are everywhere in the culture right now. Some of them are obvious and blatant and others seem benign, but in reality, they're deadly. And in order to overcome the stronghold of deception, God has given us two things, his spirit and his word, the Bible. So this month's scripture writing challenge is going to focus on verses that are going to remind you of the battle that you are in for truth in the culture. And I made them a little bit shorter than usual so that you could slow down and really meditate on them as you write them out. So I want to encourage you, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing and join me. It only takes about 10 minutes to write out these precious verses from the word of God. And trust me when I say it's time well spent. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing is where you can find those free downloads. And there are also uh, copywork downloads for your kids. So if you decide you want your kids to scripture write with you, we have made copywriting pages so you can practice handwriting and grammar uh, and Bible memory in one simple step. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash. And I will see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.